Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast is Thursday, so you know it's crossover Thursday. Tyler Rowland and myself will talk all things Raiders and Titans as that's the next squad up on the Raiders schedule for week three. We'll give you the storylines, matchups, score predictions, and more. And the Raiders made a roster move on Wednesday, a nice trade with the New England Patriots. I'll update you on that as well. It's all coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for Thursday, September 22nd, 2022. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You ought to win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you around and upside down. Welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the Locked On Raider Podcast free and available on all platforms. Very excited about today's show. It is Crossover Thursday and always enjoy Crossover Thursdays. Always enjoy talking to the host of the other Locked On show, whoever the opponent is up on the schedule this week. It's Tyler Rowland, host of Locked On Titans. But I also enjoy it because that means that we're that much closer to another game. And after talking about the Arizona Cardinal uh, debacle that the Raiders had on Sunday, the letdown, the collapse, whatever you want to call it, however you want to word it or title it, now it's time to, again, start to look forward to the Tennessee Titans and knowing that another game is right around the corner. So for everyone who said, I'm done, I'm not watching any more games, I'm not listening, I don't care, Q. No, you'll be back. You'll be back, and you'll be back starting today for Crossover Thursday. At least we hope that you're back, right? Today's Crossover Thursday episode is being brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun and easy to play. No, com- no competing with other players, just you versus projections available. You pick two to five players. If they score more or less than your Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. It literally takes less than 30 seconds to enter. It's that easy. We love Prize Picks, and we know you will too. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. So before we jump into part one of the crossover edition, talking all things Titans and Raiders with uh, my guy Tyler Rowland, host of Locked On Titans, I want to tell you about the trade that the Raiders made early on Wednesday. They acquired tackle Justin Huron in the 2024 seventh round pick by way of trade with the New England Patriots. Part of the trade, the Raiders are sending a 2024 sixth round pick to the Patriots. Again, a 2024 sixth round pick. They get a seventh round pick in 2024 and also tackle Justin Huron. He was originally a sixth round selection by the Patriots. Patriots at 2020. He's played in 28 games with 10 starts over the first two seasons in the NFL, played in 16 games and made four starts in 2021, two at right tackle and two at left tackle. As a rookie in 2020, he appeared in 12 games with six starts, four at left tackle and two at right tackle. And then in a corresponding move, the Raiders, they waive cornerback Javelin Guidry with all expectations that if he goes ahead and clears waivers, they'll sign him back to the practice squad. So that's something to pay attention for. Probably a little bit later on uh, this afternoon, we might start to hear some news about that. But uh, Justin Iran is not a guy that you can expect to just see plug and play, and all of a sudden he's going to fix all the woes that the Raiders have as long as the offensive line is concerned. But he is a guy that head coach Josh McDaniels and coach Carmen Brasillo, the offensive line coach, are very familiar with, obviously, from their time there in New England. So he's going to be part of the mix. Uh, he can go out there and compete. Obviously, he's competing with Thayer Munford, the seventh-round pick out of Ohio State, and then Jermaine Illuminor as well, uh, two guys who haven't quite solidified that right tackle position. But here's head coach Josh McDaniels. He met with us early on Wednesday as well. As a matter of fact, a little bit after the trade was made official, and he was asked about who is Justin Huron and 
What went into the Raiders' decision to trade for him? Um, Justin Haran is a guy that I'm familiar with. Just a, an opportunity that, you know, presented. Uh, Dave, you know, talks to a, a number of people, obviously, and uh, was just presented to us in the last 24 hours or so. And um, a guy that we have some familiarity with, uh, has played tackle in games, plenty of games, and, um, you know, so has some versatility, um, young player that's continuing to develop. So, uh, you know, it's a position, obviously, that's important to every team in the National Football League. And um, if you feel like you can upgrade your, you know, your your depth, um, you know, at that position, um, it's one of those ones where you got to think about it. So um, we'll just, you know, let him come in here and compete and, you know, uh, acclimate to, to what we're doing and then, you know, see where it goes. But no expectations other than just, you know, adding a player that we are familiar with that feel like has some upside and, um, you know, look, looking forward to develop him. So there's head coach Josh McDaniels right there talking about newly acquired tackle Justin Haran and what the expectations are for him. And my expectations are he'll just go out there and compete at some time. At some point, you'll probably see him get a lot of the reps. But people ask me, is he going to start on Sunday, Q? No. No, he's not going to start. Will he be part of the rotation? Maybe. I mean, they're rotating seven guys now, so why not eight, <laughs> right? So I wouldn't be surprised to see him in there. But at the same time, I don't think that they'll put him out there until they think he's ready to compete and, and show what he's worth. So we'll see what happens. But at the very end of the day, it's just some more depth. And the, right now, the Raiders need as much depth as far as that offensive line goes as they can get because they still have not figured out the five that actually go together at some point. They've got to be able to do that. We'll talk more about that coming up on tomorrow's show as I get more information. Maybe the Raiders will make some more moves, but GM Dave Ziegler is always busy. Saw him at the practice facility on Wednesday. He had a big smile on his face. He's always around the building, man. He is busy, busy, busy. So he always has his ears to the street and always trying to help improve the team. So uh, we'll get you more uh, roster updates as I find out. But now it's time to jump into the crossover edition. Tyler Rowland, host of Locked On Titans. Uh, he joined me to talk all things Tennessee Titans. So here's part one of our conversation. We're really just talking about the biggest storylines for each team, both the Titans and the Raiders. Here's part one of that conversation. I'm Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans here with your boy Q from Locked On Raiders. We're going to break down the biggest story for each team leading into this game, the biggest matchups to watch and give you our game and score prediction as well. Before we dive into everything, though, do want to let you know that Crossover Thursday is presented by our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun and it's easy to play. No competing with other players. It's just you versus the projections. Uh, every single week. Basically, all you got to do is pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. It can literally take less than 30 seconds to enter your lineup. It's that easy. We love prize picks, and we know that you will love it too. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. But again, I'm Tyler Rowland, host of Locked On Titans, here with your boy Q from host of Locked On Raiders. Make sure that you make Locked On Raiders and Locked On Titans your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms all the time. And Q, it's time to get into this matchup, which, as I said, I'm pretty sure is a playoff game in September at this point for two 0 2 teams who cannot afford to go to 0-3 leading into this matchup, though, what's kind of the, the biggest story or what's the buzz around 
the Las Vegas Raiders right now? You know, it's got to be, as far as I'm concerned, the just getting on the same page. You know, I mean, Josh McDaniels has been uh, considered a, a very good offensive mind and an elite play caller. And then you go and make the move for Devontae Adams, reuniting him with Derek Carr. And, uh, you know, you've got all these weapons and Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, who who knows if he's going to play as he's dealing with concussions. But still, he's a heck of a weapon. And you got Josh Jacobs. you got the running backs. You know, everything that you think that this team could be offensively elite, you know, it just hasn't turned out to that to be that so far. Only 19 points scored week one, only 23 points scored week two in an epic collapse that they had after putting up 20 in the first half. So I think for me, it's just the, the storyline is, can these guys get on the same page? Can they understand what head coach Josh McDaniels is, is trying to call? Can he use his weapons into the best of his uh, ability as far as play calling? Can you find that, that balance of... How many times do you feed Devontae Adams? How many times do you try to spread the ball around the the yard? You know, because week one, Devontae Adams had like 17 targets and had 10 catches. Week two, he had two catches for 12 yards, right? I mean, so something's got to give. Where's that middle even? So I think that they're still tinkering with it. It's like that new toy that you don't really quite know how to use, but you know that it's awesome. And when you finally figure it out, it's going to be the greatest thing ever. It's like when I get a new phone. I know it's supposed to have all these great features, but I don't quite know how to use them because I'm old and I have to ask my kids like, hey, how do you? do this and then they show me I'm like oh my gosh this is amazing I think that's what's going on right now with the Raiders so that's got to be the biggest storyline as far as I'm concerned yeah that makes a lot of sense I, I am with you I think with the talent that they have and with a new coaching staff that it's going to click eventually but sitting at 0-2 right. in that division it better click soon or right. it's going to be clicking too late and the Titans do get I guess a little bit more of an advantageous position because they are not in such a strong division. The <laughs> right. Titans, maybe, maybe in, even though historically speaking and statistically speaking, dropping to 0-3 makes it near impossible to make it to the playoffs. But in the Titans division, that may be one of those strange scenarios where you could go 0-3 and still make it. But either way, I think there's more at stake in this game than just going 0-3 and, and still being able to make the playoffs. Right. What are these Tennessee Titans now? Is the biggest story are all of the critics who have been criticizing the Titans throughout this window, we will call it, since Tannehill took over in 2019, basically, since that moment happened to now, all of the critics, the analytics folks saying they don't have this EPA, they don't have this war, <laughs> yeah. uh, all these other, you know, stats and numbers that don't necessarily make the Titans look so good. You look at the draft mix before, all this team needs inside linebackers. There's not enough talent at wide receiver. Ryan Tannehill can't get the job done. You know the crowd out there. Running yes. backs are yep. less than zero. Derrick Henry, he's cooked. He's done injury, the carries, curse of 370. But all these things that people have been saying about the Titans since the beginning of their run and haven't been true, and the Titans have been able to prove them wrong by beating these darlings and beating other good teams, is maybe all that stuff true now? Did, did all of it right. finally come home to roost? Did trading A.J. Brown leave you devoid of a, a playmaker that you need? Did... Derrick Henry's workload and then the injury rob him of the burst he needs to be the back he is. Tannehill without the good offensive line as he turned back to a pumpkin, a, a defense that was really good last year as it falling apart with injury. That's all of the things that not only the media but the fan base right. is asking right now. So I think more than anything else, this is just a crossroads moment for the Titans as a franchise. If they win this game then they can find a way to go on a little run and get back in contention. If they don't win this game and they drop to 0-3 and 
at their home field against a Raiders team that I think is a very good football team. But, you know, it may be tough for them to make the playoffs or they may be right, right at the edge of it. You know what I mean? So it's not like they're playing the Bills again. Right, basically. no doubt, no doubt. And, you know, yeah. no insult to Raiders fans. I think we can all just admit that that's, you know, they're two different classes of team right now in yeah. week three. So I, I think for the Titans, this is a major crossroads moment of are they going to fall back into a mini retool and we should, you know, start whispering about Malik Willis or are the Titans – going to try to stem the tide here, play Mike Vrabel football, find a way to get a win when things look their worst. I, I think who the Titans really are going forward is the big question here. You know, it's so funny you mentioned Mike Vrabel because that's like my biggest surprise with the Titans 0-2 start is because it's a Mike Vrabel-led team, right? And you know very yeah. well, I don't have to tell you what kind of guy that is. And the team is going to be very physical and they take the persona of their head coach. And I have a lot of respect for Mike Vrabel. So that really Mike. shocks me. And so, you know, for that to be the storyline and maybe even have that as a conversation, it really is a surprise to me because, again, I, I think that Mike Vrabel, uh, similar to kind of like what Mike Tomlin does in Pittsburgh will always have his team prepared and ready to go. Yeah, I agree 100%. That is a little bit of a shock, but it like the Raiders, this is one thing Titans and Raiders fans may not get along all week, but this is one thing we can have, you know, that meme of Arnold Schwarzenegger putting <laughs> his hands together and clap, you know, we can have that moment of imagine how much different the vibes would be if the Titans just held on against the Giants and the Raiders just held on against the Cardinals games that they should have. Won. Right. Yep. What what the vibe difference would be for both these teams. I think it's just fascinating, and that's why the NFL is the best because every week matters so, so much. But we're going to move forward. We're going to continue breaking down this critical matchup, a playoff game in September, as I continue <laughs> to call it. We're going to talk about the biggest matchups to watch. So there's part one of our conversation right there. Tyler Rowland, host of Locked on Titans, and myself talking about the biggest storylines that we felt between these two teams, between the Raiders and the Tennessee Titans. Coming up in segment number two, we're going to talk about the key matchups. Who are we looking at? What positions are we looking at? That could be a big-time factor in this upcoming game. We'll get to that after we tell you about our great friends at Nugenics. And I don't know if you've ever had the situation where, you know, at one point when you were a young cat, you know, you had all the energy in the world. You can just go, 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 go. And then all of a sudden you started to get a little bit older and you started to slow down just a little bit. Started to grab a little bit of a dad bod. Well, you know what? You can't go to the gym all the time. You're too busy. So you just, you know, start to fall out of shape. Well, guess what? Nugenics is going to help you not fall out of shape. You know, if you can't get in shape, you know, again, it's just... The body naturally loses the free testosterone, the man hormone. It happens to every man, and it can make it more difficult to stay in shape and be energetic. But that's where Nugenics Total Tea kicks in. It contains man-boosting key ingredients like testosterone. It has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. Because Nugenics Total Tea boosts free testosterone that the aging process robs you of, you'll feel stronger, leaner, with more energy and drive, and more passion. Your partner will enjoy that as well. It's the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. It can help re-energize your life and help you get that powerful, confident, good-looking warrior feel that you used to be. Right now, get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text NFL to 231-231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast. Absolutely free. Text NFL to 231-231. That's text NFL to 231-231. 231. Message and data rates may apply. Terms apply. Available at Nugenics.com slash terms. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. It is the crossover edition, crossover Thursday. Tyler Rowland, host of Locked On Titans, joins me to talk all things Titans, talk all things Raiders. Week three matchup, both teams 0-2 on the season, so both teams very desperate for a win. I do believe this game is actually bigger and more important for the Raiders just because of the division that the Raiders play, the AFC West. You cannot lose another game and think that you're going to be in the mix of it uh, when it comes to the end. I just don't feel that way. The Raiders really need this one. The Titans, they play in a terrible division, so maybe if they lose, they can still find a way to bounce back, but... Then again, they're not a very good team, at least right now. But let's get into the biggest matchups as far as what we're concerned. Tyler Rowland and myself talking all things biggest matchups in Titans Raiders Week 3 action. All right, Q, let's continue breaking down this matchup. The Raiders against the Tennessee Titans. We just talked about the biggest story for each team coming into the game. Now we're going to talk about the big matchups that we're watching for. Q, I'll give you the floor again here. If you had to point out a matchup that you think will really make a difference in this game, what are you looking for? Well, let me ask you to start this off. Uh, do you expect sure. Taylor Luan to play? Because I know he's on the injury report dealing with the knee injury. Do you expect him to be out there? You know, such a strange last 24 hours of the Taylor Lewan story. There were reports from certain outlets on Tuesday night that Taylor Lewan tore his ACL again. He's going to be out for the season. Wednesday... The Titans are making a bunch of transactions, adding guys, cutting guys, moving guys to IR. No Taylor Lewan to IR, just on the injury report. So I don't think that he is going to play in the game, no okay. matter whether the reports of the ACL are true yeah. or whether it's something smaller than that that he can come back from in a few weeks. But no matter what the outcome ends up being, I do not suspect Taylor Lewan will play in this game. And I have a feeling that I'm lobbing a softball up <laughs> to you for a smash out of the park matchup that I was also going to bring up if you didn't first. Right, yeah. I thought that Chandler Jones against Taylor Dewan would have been a heck of a matchup as we all know what uh, Chandler Jones, when he was with Arizona a year ago, uh, did to Taylor Dewan that first week heck of the of season. Heck of a matchup for who? That'd be <laughs> a heck of a matchup to watch for the Raiders fans. Well, I'll say this. Chandler, Chandler Jones has not uh, produced yet for the Raiders, and this is going into game three. So he hasn't uh, registered a sack. He's had a few pressures, but no sacks. So thought maybe this was a game that can kind of get him going. But if Taylor Dewan's not there I'm not going to go with the Chandler Jones versus Taylor Luan matchup what I will go though is Justin Simmons for the Titans versus the Raiders offensive line because the offensive line is still a, 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 pro, a work in progress for the Raiders. Uh, Derek Carr's been hit quite a bit this this year. And look, the weapons that the Raiders have offensively, no mistaking, are really good weapons. And again, I don't know if Hunter is going to play. He's dealing with concussion. He's got to get through protocol to be out there. Most likely he probably won't, but... Regardless, they still have a lot of weapons. So I think that the only way you maximize those weapons, as you very well know, is to be able to protect Derek Carr and let him get the ball out of his hands. Uh, he's not... He's not um, uh, Ryan Tannehill, where Ryan Tannehill is going to run around the yard a little bit. You know, he's not going to. He's not some fleet-footed guy, but he he is. Right. You know, he can move. Derek Carr really doesn't want to do that. He wants to throw the ball from the pocket, and that's fine. But you got to be able to protect him for him to do that. So I think that Justin Simmons, a guy that I've heard is anxious to play, a guy like uh, Derek mm -hmm. Carr as opposed to playing Josh Allen, like the the Titans <laughs> had to play on Monday night. So obviously right. they know that too. The Titans and their defense know that, and they, they're desperate. They want to win this game just like the Raiders want to win this game. So I think it comes down to protection, man. you got to find a way to protect Derek Carr so he could use those weapons in, uh, against the Titans defense that I think is a little bit down compared to some uh, you know previous years. So I think that they could have some success 
against the Titans defense, but if they can't stop the, the pass rush from getting to Derek Carr, it's going to be a long day at the, uh, at the old field. Q, I can tell that you uh, work out there in the AFC West all the time. Justin Simmons, I see how that's happening. Jeffrey Simmons. Jeffrey Simmons, that's right. Yep, yep. It's, that, it's that AFC West yep. situation. Yep. I'm with you. I'm with you. And listen, Jeff is an absolute monster. And right now, for interior defensive linemen, I believe that he has the second best pass rush uh, win rate yep. of any interior defensive lineman in the league behind DeForest Buckner by a couple of percentages above Aaron Donald, even. And Big Jeff is eager to play. He looked absolutely pissed off mm -hmm. in the locker room today. And I would be too, because he's been very good. Now he was a little slowed in the Buffalo game, but the Titans simply don't have enough on the edge right now where teams are just able to focus all their energy on Jeff. So it'll be big to see not only if Taylor Lewan plays, but if Bud Dupree plays the $20 yeah. million man for the Titans, who's been hurt more than he's not. Um, so the Titans really need him to play. He's on the injury report as well. But if you're not going to dive into it, don't worry. I'm coming right <laughs> behind you. Taylor Lewan isn't going to play in this game. And that means the Titans are going to be starting either Dylan Radins, who's walking towards bus territory in Ooh. terms of his value in the draft. Quite honestly, he couldn't beat out Nicholas petit Frere, the rookie from Ohio State at right tackle. Uh, when the Titans lost Taylor Lewan, Raidens didn't even come in then to play left tackle. They brought in Dennis Daly, who they traded for during training camp from the Panthers. Last week, NPF, Nicholas petit Ferrer, we call him NPF to yeah. keep it short, make yeah. it simple. And Dennis Daly, the Titans' backup left tackle, both had sub-20 pass blocking grades per pro football focus. Wow. Daly get daily gave up I, I believe close to double digit pressures mm -hmm. uh throughout that game. Now Buffalo has a terrorizing defensive line, but you know who else has some great edge rushers? <laughs> the Las Vegas freaking Raiders. Ding ding okay? ding. <laughs> uh, Chandler Jones had his way. Yeah. Last year when he played the Titans, this looks like a get-right game for him. And there's no relief on the other side with my boy Max Crosby, who I loved Max Crosby coming out of the draft. Uh, I even sent him a DM hoping that he would get to the Titans before I started doing the show. I wasn't doing the show then, so it's not tampering. But, right, right. And I, I loved Max Crosby out of college. Not surprised at all that he turned into what he is. Yeah. And with the Titans' big weaknesses being their two tackles yeah. and the strength of the Raiders being those two, Two edge rushers, it's just a nightmare matchup. And, and I'll go into my second matchup to watch before you round us out with, with your last one if you have another one. Yeah. But Devontae Adams cooks the Titans. We saw what Stephon digs. The Titans are so beat up in the set, in the cornerback position. The Titans have good safeties. They do. Kevin Byard and Amani Oker. Yeah. But without Christian Fulton, who did practice, so I'm hoping that he can play, but he didn't play against Buffalo with a hamstring. Mm -hmm. Without Christian Fulton, they had Trey Avery, a UDFA. They had Chris Jackson, who's been in the league for three years, but he's either been hurt or been terrible when he played. And then they had Roger McCreary, a rookie out of Auburn, who has been stellar, yeah. quite frankly. is one of the top 35 cornerbacks in the league so far in coverage grade, but... He's still a rookie, man. And if he has to go against Hunter Renfro in the slot and you got Trey Avery and you got Terrence Mitchell, who was just signed off the Patriots practice squad on Wednesday, if you got guys like that at corner going against Devontae Adams, it's just going to get ugly. And there's not much the Titans can do at certain points with the personnel the way it is. So with how much they're missing at cornerback and at edge on defense, that I'm, I'm watching Devontae Adams against this secondary and thinking – He's just going to cook. Well. 
Is there another matchup that you may be watching for? Yeah, you know, there, there's actually there's a couple that I'm, I'm thinking about, and, and I'll just go with uh, the one with the Raiders' defense. I think that the middle of the field is something to pay attention to because I think, and I, I know that what Traylon Burks was on the injury report right now, uh, but, you know, if he plays, I think he's a guy that can do some good things in the middle of the field, right? So if he plays and he's, uh, and he's out there, uh, and the and the offense decides that that's what they're going to do is try to attack the middle of the field for the Raiders. Uh, I don't know if Denzel Perryman's going to play. I don't know uh, how Divine Diablo is going to step up. Uh, Jayon Brown, a guy that you're very familiar with, that was a Tennessee Titan a year ago. Maybe he'll uh, you know have that kind of that responsibility. Uh, you know, Trayvon Merrick, the the first round or second round pick, excuse me, a year ago for the Raiders, uh, he was out last week with a hip injury, so I'm not sure if he's going to play. That could probably be Deron Harmon or, or Jonathan Abram, and you know you could always have a assignment you know mess ups and so uh, I could look at the middle of the field and say this is something that maybe you'll see Burks really kind of attack and and Todd Downing who Raider fans know very well from a one year as offensive coordinator maybe he'll see that and say that's what we're going to try to attack I still don't think he's a good offensive coordinator that's me but I'm also jaded from the one year that he was the Raiders offensive coordinator and uh, yeah that wasn't a very good year so there's that <laughs> you can't hear that I can hear you now you can't hear that you can no no can you hear that though no I, I, I it was probably drowning out my voice. It's the applause from my <laughs> listeners when you said that Todd Downing isn't a good offensive coordinator. I will go a step further. He is a terrible, <laughs> terrible offensive coordinator. And other than just the direction of the team, the biggest story surrounding the team right now is will Mike Vrabel can this guy yeah. and find a real NFL offensive coordinator to quit wasting the talents that the Titans do have wow. on offense. It's absolutely absurd what he's done to the offense and Raiders fans. We know exactly how you feel and even more to watch this window be slammed shut yep. by Todd Downing. Why Mike Vrabel stands at his press conference and says he's not going to fire him. He's not going to do that. Blah, blah, blah. I get he can't say it publicly, but give the play calling duties to Tim Kelly, please. But <laughs> I, I don't blame you for watching that. Will Todd Downing attack the Raiders defense where it should be attacked and where the Titans have the playmakers to attack with Traylon Burks over the middle? You can't count on Todd Downing doing the right thing. Oh, so I know. That, that is something to watch for, <laughs> right. but for multiple different reasons. Either way, we're going to move forward to our predictions for this game. So there's our biggest matchups that we are looking at when it comes to the Raiders and the Titans. How is the game going to get won? Where is the game going to get won? And you hear Tyler's concern. You know my concern. We'll obviously talk about that more on Friday's show where I talk about the keys to victory, what the Raiders need to do to come away at the win, their first win of the 2022 season that they so desperately need. Well, coming up in segment number three, we'll give you our score predictions. Who does Tyler think is going to win the game? Who do I think is going to win the game? What do you think the score is going to be? We'll talk about it coming up after I talk about betonline.net. They are your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports information all season long. You can get the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, podcasts, everything you need, NFL, college football related. BetOnline.net's got you covered. They're your continued source for all your sports wagering information, live betting, esports, and scores. They're also the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. All you got to do is head to the website today using your laptop or your mobile device, learn about the trends and all the action. BetOnline.net, that's where the game starts. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation, segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, part three of the crossover edition. Tyler Rowland and myself talking all things Titans and Raiders. We've already given you the biggest storylines. We've given you the biggest matchups. Now it's time for our score predictions. 
I hate score predictions. I'm terrible at them. I have no idea <laughs> what's going to happen. You know, I mean, as far as the score goes, I have a gut feeling if a team's going to win or not. You know, I thought last week the Raiders were going to beat the Cardinals by 10, at least double-digit points, and they were well on their way. I thought, man, okay, I'm smart. And then all of a sudden, it didn't happen. So uh, here we go. We're going to give our score predictions, who Tyler thinks is going to win the game, what he thinks the score will be, who I think is going to win the game, and what I think the score is going to be. And then we'll kind of summarize everything, recap everything we've talked about on today's show. It's all coming up here in this segment. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Part three of the crossover edition. It's prediction time, baby, on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. All right, Q, we are going to cap off this crossover Thursday for a week three matchup between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Tennessee Titans. I am Tyler Rowland, host of Locked on Titans, here with your boy Q from host of Locked on Raiders. Thank you for making Locked on Titans and Locked on Raiders your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already Free Monday through Friday content on your team every single day on all platforms all year round. But uh, Q, I let you start <laughs> with the first two segments. I'm going to kick us off okay. here. Getting all right. into the prediction. Sounds good. Let's go. All right. I got to be honest with you. Uh-oh. I, th- I think that in a lot of spots, the Titans are a better football team. Unfortunately... There are some glaring spots where the Titans are significantly a worse football team. Okay. The matchups we talked about. Cornerback, even if Christian Fulton plays. Yeah. Christian Fulton is a good scheme cornerback, a good solid guy. He's not a number one who can contend with Devontae Adams all game. That's just not what he does. Uh, So with Devontae Adams having free reign against either Caleb Farley or Trey Avery or Terrence Mitchell, if they move him away from Christian Fulton to make that even worse with Darren Waller across the middle, the Titans have to pay attention to. I'm just worried about the Titans secondary against this pass catching group. And I'm terrified for (laughs) Ryan Tannehill's life when it comes to the edge rushers against the Titans offensive tackles. With that in mind, I just think those are going to be game-wrecking situations. Any third down, Adams is going to get open. Any third and long, the pass rush is going to get home. I just don't know. If the Titans don't run the ball for 200 yards, which I don't know if they're capable of doing right Right, now, uh, if they don't do that, I don't think that they can win. So I am going to say that the Raiders win 23-20. to Wow, there you go. Three-point three point victory for the silver and black. And I believe what the betonline.net line is, uh, what the Raiders minus two and a half right now, I think, over the Titans. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. So you got three points. That that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, that that running game, man, if Derrick Henry gets cooking and gets running downhill, you know, we talked about matchups yeah. in the last segment. That's obviously a big matchup to pay attention to as well. The Raiders defensive line and linebackers trying to slow down Derrick Henry. If they could do that, then I feel really good about their chances. I think Ryan Tannehill will give the Raiders a couple opportunities that make plays now if they make the plays that's on them but I think he puts the ball in harm's way a couple times a game and gives the opposing team a chance now again you've got to go make those plays so I think that the Raiders win this game I think that they desperately need to win this game as we talked about at the top of the show uh, more so than the Titans even though 
You know, they're both in the AFC conference. Nobody wants to start 0-3, but as you mentioned, man, the South's not very good. You know, with the Texans, and you got the Jaguars, and then you got the uh, the Colts, and they're not looking very good either. So uh, I think Tennessee could rebound even if they do lose. If the Raiders lose, man, they might be on the up, uh, you know outside looking in like, what just happened? Looking up from the cellar of the AFC West like, wait a minute, what in the world just happened? And have two losses in the AFC already with Denver and the Kansas City Chiefs coming up for the next two weeks before they hit the bye week. So I'm going to say that the Raiders are going to get the 20. 27-21 victory over the Titans. I, I don't know why I went with a six-point lead. Uh, one week I went with, a, I think, a seven-point lead. Another week a ten-point lead. This time I'm just going to roll with six, right? So I, I thought that they were going to win both games. I actually believed before the season started that the Titans were going to win this game. But then we saw what the Titans have looked like so far through two weeks. Yeah. So I don't know what team's going to show up. But I'm going to say 27-21. The Raiders get a six-point victory, start to lick their wounds, and head back to Vegas and get ready to host the Denver Broncos. That's the... That's the, that's the best thing that they can hope for. Get on track offensively. Start to figure things out with Devontae Adams, you know, with, uh, with Josh Jacobs, with Darren Waller. How can this whole thing get put together? I think they start to do that on Sunday. Again, 27-21, the Raiders come away with the victory is my, uh, my prediction. Yeah, absolutely. And with our predictions on here, Tyler Rowland locked, locked on Titans 23-20. Your boy Q locked on Raiders 27-21. Uh, just a little bit of a recap of everything yeah. that we've discussed so far, of course, biggest story for the Titans is they're just at a crossroads right now. Are they going to be a team that falls back into the pack and is kind of the team people wanted them to be the last few years? Or are they going to be somebody who's resilient and, and be a Mike Vrabel team as we've come to expect them, push forward, find a way to write things and go on a little bit of run? Uh, your, uh, your, I guess, uh, number one storyline for the Raiders. Identity. Find the identity, right? Find the identity of what your team is. You know, it's just something that has not been established through two weeks. Are you a pass-heavy team? Are you a run-heavy team? Is it feed Devontae? Is it spread the ball around? Find that that middle even and say, this is who we are as a team, right? That's that's what they really yeah. got to do is get their identity, figure out who they are, and move forward in that direction. That's That's got to be the biggest uh, storyline for the Raiders. And then as far as matchups goes, uh, we look at, you know, I, I looked at the, obviously the defensive line, just mentioned that defensive line against Derrick Henry, uh, looking at the middle of the field against uh, Traylon Burks, a guy that can uh, exploit the middle of the field. And, uh, you know, just looking at, at um, the offensive line, you know, against Jeffrey Simmons, not Justice Simmons. Justice Simmons used to play safety for the Broncos, but he's injured right now. So, uh, yeah, Jeffrey Simmons against the offensive line of the Raiders. Can they protect uh, Derek Carr? That's going to be uh, massive as far as matchups. How about your matchups? Yeah, my matchups, obviously the superstars for the Raiders against the beat-up position groups of the Titans. Max Crosby, Chandler Jones going against backup left tackle Dennis Daly, rookie right tackle Nicholas Petit-Frere, uh, and then, of course, Devontae Adams, who when he played for the Packers and played the Titans, Always gave them absolute fits. That was with Adoree Jackson. Christian Fulton may be a little bit better of a player, but I don't think there's a big enough gap to expect a big difference in uh, how Devontae Adams is guarded. So Devontae Adams, even Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, if he plays against the Titans, kind of banged up cornerback group. That's something to watch. And then, of course, my final prediction for the game, 23-20. to 20, Raiders win. Your final prediction, Q? Uh, 27, what was it, 27-21. I gave him a six-point victory. So, again, not too sure why I went with six points, but that was just the gut feeling. That's what came to me, so I rolled with it. 27-21, there it is. Raiders get a dub. Absolutely. And that was another excellent crossover yeah. Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, make sure that you subscribe to Locked On Titans, Locked On Raiders, your team every day, 
for free on all platforms all year round. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and enjoy the game on Sunday. So there it is. There it was. Done deal right there. You see he's got the Raiders winning by three. I got the Raiders winning by six. So right now, again, betonline.net line for this game. Uh, the Raiders are minus two and a half, I do believe, over the Tennessee Titans. So usually you're a three-point favorite at home. Usually you're given about three points. Remember last week against the Cardinals, the Raiders were five and a half point favorites against them. And well, we all saw how it all shook out. But uh, to be on the road and be two and a half point favorites over the Tennessee Titans kind of lets you know all you need to know. No, but it doesn't matter what it looks like on paper. It doesn't matter look like what the lines say. It's all about what happens on the gridiron, what the players determine, what the coaches determine. Go get it done. The Raiders need to do better than two and a half. They need to win by three, win by six, win by ten, whatever the case needs to be. They need to just win, baby. It's just that simple. So that's all I got for you for today's show. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll have keys to the game. We'll also uh, have more news and notes of the day, and we'll have more calls and texts throughout that Locked on Raider podcast voicemail line. I want to get back to that at 707-654-4693. We'll do that all coming up on Friday's show. So until then, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family, and most importantly, as always, just win, baby.